They hadn't heard the rumbling that night, so they put together the information that Kester had given them and the information they'd gathered themselves the night before. By their calculations, most of the rumbling was up near the forest people's village, and so they decided to go and visit. Rowan stayed behind to help Zula, but the girls came with Oren and Arthur, and they walked up through the dense forest. When they were nearing the forest people's village, as usual they stopped and were quiet to find their way. This way, I think, said Oren. The forest had changed over the years, since the Mora had stopped destroying it, and it was thicker and denser and a little harder to navigate. But they got there. They found their way to the forest people village. Only the first time they got there, they walked right past. You see, the easiest way to find the forest people's village is by listening really carefully and hearing the tiny little hustle and bustle of the people as they scurried and flitted about. But when they walked past the forest people's village this time, well, it was a lot more silent than usual. So it took walking back to be really sure, recognising stumps and twisty trees before they realised where they were. And when they got there, they were worried, for it seemed as though no one was home. Hello, said Oren, not wanting to be too loud. It's us, Oren and Arthur. Kai's friend. Severe and Ember are here too. Hello, they said, peeking into all the tiny little windows. It seemed that every house was empty. Do you think they've gone somewhere? said Oren. Maybe for a trip, for a holiday. I'd like to think that, said Arthur, but look. And he showed how not far from there, there was the big squashy undergrowth and the scrapes on the sides of the trees. I think they've been taken somewhere, said Arthur. I think the beast has come. They all looked very sad. They could see that there was overturned furniture and broken twigs. And that Arthur was right. These forest people hadn't left of their own accord. They'd been taken or they'd fled. Well, I just hope that they they ran away, said Sophia, and that they weren't taken anywhere. Or worse still. Just then, Ember was looking at the ground. Look, she said, look! And she pointed to churned up earth below their feet. Look closely! They looked closely, and there in the ground, they noticed where this beast had been, something very familiar. That, she said, that's no footprint. It's a tyre mark. They all looked at each other. None of them thought that cars existed in Aralan. I think you're right, said Arthur. That's a tyre mark. Maybe this beast isn't a beast after all. Maybe it's a vehicle. I I thought I recognised the rumbling. Let's go back to Kester and ask him which of the people of Aralan have cars or vehicles or 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 something like that. This could be fantastic news. Maybe it isn't a dragon or a horrendous beast. Maybe it's just a vehicle. As they walked back down through the forest and came across more of these markings of this so-say beast, they realised that these scrapings on the trees could very easily be knocks and bumps from a big vehicle. They saw more signs of tyre marks, and although it didn't solve the problem at all, it made them feel a little less scared being there in the woods. When they got back to the Kinder Castle, they ran straight up to Kester, who was amongst the rose bushes this time. 
Kester, Kester, they said. And he came out, brushing his hands and straightening his hair that was sticking to his sweaty brow. All right, kids, he said. What seems to be the problem? Well, said Arthur, the beast, the monster. We think it's not a beast or a monster at all. Oh, said Kester. Then what is it? Something nice? Well, not really, said Arthur, but we think it's a vehicle, a car, or something like that. Kester looked blank at them. Um, and what's that? he said. Oh, said Arthur. Well, well, there's a sort of thing that you ride in. A bit like a go-kart, but with an engine. Again, Kester looked completely blank. he never heard of such a thing. Does it eat you? he said. No, said Oren. It doesn't eat you. No, said Ember, but you must look both ways because it could squish you. Kester's head was swirling. He couldn't picture whatever this was they were talking about, and he couldn't figure out if it was friendly or not. We wanted to ask you, said Sophia, if there was anyone in all of Araland that had cars and vehicles. But as you don't know what they are, I'm guessing they don't. Well, said Kester, you know me. I know a lot about Aralan, but I haven't met all the folk in this land. It's a very big place, with nooks and crannies far beyond my knowledge. And then there's all the islands surrounding, and the lands beyond there. Anything's possible, really. Now come into the kitchen, said Kester. Could you draw me one of these things, these creatures you're talking about? (laughs) They're not creatures, said Sophia. They're sort of, well, machines. Kester had some concept of what a machine meant, because of the Mora. Oh, he said, like one of the big Mora machines. Yes, said Sophia, only, well, smaller, and with wheels. Well, we've dealt with Mora machines, I'm sure we can deal with this thing, he said, and he took them into the kitchen, where they all had a go at drawing. Perry was there, and he was interested too. He was looking at their drawings with just the same perplexion as Kester. Which way is the front and which way is the back, he asked. And does it have arms? They tried not to giggle, for it would seem mean, but they explained how it worked. So if I understand your drawings correctly, said Kester, these vehicles, you call them, is that right? Yes. They need to be driven by someone. Yes, said Oren. Then what have they got to do with things going missing in our forest? That bit we haven't figured out yet, said Sophia, but we will. Now that we know it's not some big dragon, we can wait in the forest. We can spy on them and we can see what we can find. The other children looked a little worried. They hadn't quite come to this conclusion yet. OK, um, yes, I suppose we could, said Oren. That is a good plan, Sophia. He was letting the plan settle and seeing how it felt. They told Kester they would go back to Zula's and tell her and Rowan of the plan. Perry asked if he could come with them. Yes, you can, Peregrine, said Ember, who liked to use people's full names because it felt proper. And so Perry went with them, out of the gates, through the forest, and up to the animal sanctuary. When they got there, Zula and Rowan were still busy at work. Hello, she said, carrying a huge sack of food from one barn to another. Who's this? Another new one, she chuckled. Hello, said Peregrine. My name's Peregrine. Or Perry for short. Well, hello, Perry, she said. Welcome to me animal sanctuary. I look after all the sick and wounded animals here. And I make sure that the forest is healthy. Wow, he said. 
Such fantastic work you do. One of these lot can show you around, she said. I'm a bit busy at the moment, but you're welcome. Thank you, he said. Sophia was keen to get back and check on the unicorn and do a feed with Ember, so Oren and Arthur took him around. They took him and showed him the scuffle hogs and the griffel and the parrot and all the other animals that Zula had in the paddocks beyond. With every one that they showed him, his eyes lit up like there were sparkles behind them. I have never in all my days seen something so beautiful. So you're not from Aralan, then, said Oren. Um, I, well, I don't know, said Perry, a little confused. Do you really have no memory at all, said Arthur. Not a bit, he said. Nothing. I have no idea where I came from. But you remember your name, said Oren. Yes. Mm, funny, isn't it? The things you remember when you lose everything else. Is there anything else you remember, said Oren. There must be something. At this question, Perry looked confused and a little uncomfortable. Please excuse me, he said. I think I need to go for a walk. He had a worried look on his face, and he left the gates and wandered off into the woods. Don't get lost, said Oren. Oh dear, said Arthur. Do you think we asked the wrong questions and have upset him? We asked nothing rude, said Oren. I'm sure he's okay. It just must be a lot to process when you can't remember who you are or where you came from. By nightfall, Perry had returned. I do apologise, he said. I just needed to clear my head. It's very confusing, all of this, you know, he said. Of course, said the children. Why don't you stay here with Zula? We're going to go and see if we can see who's driving this vehicle. Ember and Rowan stayed behind to help with the animals and Sophia, Oren and Arthur went off into the woods. They pitched themselves near the forest people's village, and they hid amongst the undergrowth in the dull half-moonlight. They waited, and they waited, and they waited. It wasn't until the dark blanket of night slowly began to lift that they did hear something. It was in the distance, though, far, far away. They heard the faint, faint rumble. It's over there now, said Oren, whispering through the dark and pointing to the other side of Plantaria. It's moved, 